Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to our podcast, Everything Product. So we talk about insights on latest technology with a product mindset. So to, today we have a very interesting topic, which is the metaverse. So it's been a buzzword that's been used a lot of times in a lot of different ways. So maybe we'll get into uh, to see what what is the metaverse, what are the technological challenges which metaverse um, uh, might have, and also we'll look at some of the use cases. And there's also another component which we can talk about the finances, right? Like, is it viable or not? So uh, before we get into the details of these things, like let's start with a quick question here. Uh, so uh, Srinath, what is metaverse? Awesome. Uh, thanks, Edo. I think uh, that's been a buzzword that's been roaming around these days uh, and a lot of people. And as you guys know, this concept is coming uh, primarily from uh, uh, like Meta who has been driving a um, lot around this. Essentially, I mean, Metaverse is basically a virtual world where you live, work, interact with the people uh, in a physical space. It's can kind of transforming uh, your communication uh, through a one way, like sending a text message or an email. Uh, transforming that to basically experiencing that in real world or sorry, in a virtual world, uh, like feeling uh, that presence. It's basically immersing yourself uh, in that environment and you would feel that you're interacting with the person in real. Yeah, so that's crazy, right? So, so you know, uh, that's almost something like um, you do the same things in the virtual uh, world that you do in the real world right like meeting people talking to people you know looking at the full self of that person interacting with it and all of that stuff but you know yeah. you know looking at the technology what we have right now and all the different vr and ar headsets we are definitely not there right so that's not the ideal scenario at this point but i'm a lot of these companies are trying to get to that space where it actually feels that you are with a person interacting with a person or, you know, talking to a person, all of that stuff. And um, uh, there are a lot of technological challenges that come into and that has to be solved before we even think of something that is at that sort, which is similar to the real world. So yeah. uh, when we look into these technological challenges, right, I would say, uh, obviously, right, um, the first one is, uh, the headset being so bulky and so big, right? So maybe I wouldn't want to wear that all day interacting with people or at least, you know, working with that, interacting with people. So uh, that uh, over the time reducing to a size of maybe wearing a glass or a Google glass, right? Would make make it more easy for uh, usable and easy for people to use it. So that is one of the challenges I would say. And the next one is uh, battery, right? So <laughs> battery is also a challenge at this point because I think the um, Meta's Quest Pro basically uh, just has a one hour of charge. You have to charge it again after that. So, I, you know, if you want to uh, use it all day long, you wouldn't uh, be able to do that. So that that's something which we, that has to be solved. And uh, so I think these are the, both are the fundamental technological challenges and we can also get into details of some of the other ones. But what what do you think? Yeah, no, those are uh, some of the interesting ones. Uh, in addition to that, I would like to add some of the technological challenges, especially, uh, for instance, in order to support uh, Metaverse, you need a lot of data power, data infrastructure to support that virtual environment, which I don't think we have yet. Um, and in order to scale that across uh, the world, you need tons of tons of data infrastructure and power to power that. 
In addition, I would also uh, point out about the privacy and security challenges. Uh, as we all know, I mean, the, lately there have been a lot of scrutiny in, in, around the social media where the government has been asking a lot of these companies around how these companies use uh, personal information of users. Uh, so I would say security and uh, privacy will also be a big aspect and one of the challenges uh, as we uh, come up with this metaverse uh, because essentially you are experiencing that with uh, the you are experiencing uh, the uh, the interaction in real world and in order to uh, we need to make sure that uh, there's a good privacy and security controls so the information is uh, secured so yeah. there are tons of other challenges but uh, i would like to add these two yeah that's right so it, it's almost something like uh, you are interacting with so many people and, you know, the headset basically processes all the data and puts it in a way that it's, it has that similar, uh, appear, you know, appearance as the real world. So I was yeah. also digging deep into some of the other ones, right? So as we are saying, uh, uh, talking about a previous scenario where we say that, okay, the, the virtual world or the metaverse is something similar to the real world. So there are some actual technological challenges that have to be solved to get to that spot. Exactly. Uh, so some of these uh, technological uh, challenges are right. So now imagine everything is in a single screen, right? So that's, that's a different problem, which we have solved, but you being in a space where it's, you're surrounded with a lot of different things. There are, you know, innate uh, technological challenges that comes with that. So yeah. some of the very important technological challenges, which Meta or some other companies are trying to solve is. I think the first one is the very focal um, problem. So what does this mean is um, imagine you're looking at uh, uh, a, a, a movie or a, a scenic route in a, a HD TV. It, it's flat. Everything, you know, there's no distance between where the object is, right? It's all on the same level. But when you're in a virtual world, uh, the object you see in front of you is different from the object you see on the wall. So there has to be a difference between how each of these look and how the, each of these appear and all of that stuff. So I think that's also a problem which these headsets have to solve. So that's the very focal problem. And the next one is a uh, distortion problem. So, you know, when you look at a Quest Pro headset, it's basically having lenses at the front and there's a battery at the back and there's also processors and all of that stuff. So when, you know, the image is projected on these lenses, there's a lot of distortion. Yes. So, you know, the more distortion you have, the more, you know, more your eye will be able to tell that this is not the real, uh, real world. So I think reducing that distortion will also uh, make people feel that they're in the virtual world. So that's another technological uh, challenge. And the next one is also something which is very hard to solve, which is the uh, retinal resolution. So at this point, um, uh, all the displays what we have basically are just like maybe brighter, but not as much bright as the eye. Right? Eye, eye has a retinal resolution of... Uh, uh, I think 60 degrees, uh, 60 per deg a bit degree or something like that. So the normal TV displays and all of that are 10 and 100 times lesser than what the eye can perceive. So if you are able to match that uh, resolution on, on a headset, I think that's when we'll basically uh, make it 
comparable to the real world so that's also hard problem to solve because you know to reach that resolution it needs more lot of energy and to lead uh, have a lot of energy you have to have bigger batteries and that will make the headset more bulkier and more uh, uh, difficult to handle and the last one is the hdr so uh, the hdr is basically dyna- high definition dynamic range so the headset should be able to have the same range for a darkness and a brightness of an object so that it is similar to a real world right so these are all also difficult challenges to solve right it's not that you know you're going to have all of these problems solved in just one headset and you're going to have that at a size of a glasses and you start wearing and you have a battery of you know maybe 24 hours so so it'll take time so it'll take maybe 10 years like 5 5 to 10 years or even more than that to get to this point but yeah i think these companies are trying to solve this one by one and as as they go yeah so definitely. what are your thoughts no definitely that makes sense i think these are the different uh, nuances that they need to solve as uh, they want to uh, bring this to real life and i mean i think there are two things that here we need to solve one is how do we make that happen that is through whatever the tools whatever the devices are uh, like we have the virtual reality sets that we have and what is that concept looks like and how it solves each use each use case so yes i'm totally with you i mean and i think uh, these are some of the i think uh, not easy stuff to solve uh, but i'm sure i think with more innovation and more deep dive into that space so we'll be able to come up with uh, something and i i believe uh, we i think there are multiple kind of virtual headsets uh, uh, around and the one latest one which i think uh, facebook released is the meta quest pro i think that's probably one of the most expensive ones in the market which they are uh, mentioning that it's also a number of different uh, things versus a basic virtual uh, reality set which is around like just like 500 bucks versus yeah. quest pro which is i think priced at 1500 bucks hopefully it solves some of the problems that you are saying um, and but i'm sure there will be ton of opportunities that we need to address uh, uh, on the things that you just mentioned yeah that's right so and interestingly let's also talk about like if for any ecosystem to prevail right there are a lot of different actors that uh, uh, exist here so maybe let's look at the customers who will be using the metaverse to make it better i think the first one is developers right there'll be a lot of developers who are creating third party apps inside the ecosystem which meta or some other company has created um and that's one of the uh, customer and there's also creators right who use these applications to create content something like creators on youtube creators on instagram and creators on tiktok and the third one is there are also people who consume that's you know people scrolling all the news feed uh, instagram feed and all of that stuff so these three are the segments which you know i think there should be significant advances that happen in the developer ecosystem uh, targeting the developers giving them the tools to develop all of uh, the infrastructure around it games around it and all of that and also giving creators the ability to create really good content right so so that they can easily make content in the virtual world and also maybe um, uh, the consumers make it enjoyable for the consumers to consume that content there uh, so yeah so yeah. um i would say maybe uh, should we just like uh, quickly go into some of the use cases and then deep dive into one of the uh, uh, each of these use cases 
For sure, definitely. And before we go into that, I would just like to double click on kind of the consumers, uh, the customer segment. Uh, I think uh, there are different types of consumers, especially in this pandemic world and who knows, I mean, that's gonna be the future. Uh, especially you take professionals, you take live concert, like the artists who want to play music and they probably they cannot do in-person events and there are a lot of different types of consumers especially um, in the consumer bucket, I think, uh, I mean, yeah, I just wanted to double click on that. Yeah, that's right. So there's like uh, different kinds of consumers too on the content exactly. and all of that. So that's a really good uh, point there. Yeah, then maybe um, I, there are a lot of use cases, right? You know, as, as we have uh, looked at previously, but maybe we'll concentrate on uh, maybe four or five of them and see how that could evolve as we go. Uh, so some of them are social connections, right? Making sure people get together and have that social space or something like, you know, people meeting together, having meetups, meeting with the family and all of that stuff. Social connections is one. Then entertainment, right? Yeah. So watching a movie, entertained by games and all of that stuff is one. And gaming itself is one segment, right? Where people come in to the virtual world to play games. And there's also fitness, that's also showing up a lot. Um, and there's commerce where people buy things, experience things, and maybe shop things. And uh, the last one is maybe people Any work. Musical concerts or anything like that as well. Yeah, that could also be that. Maybe let, let's put that into social connections, right? Like, like uh, uh, get together. But uh, maybe work is another place where people, number of employees working remotely, work together in metaverse. So yeah, let's let's maybe get into each of these things and discuss more about that. Social connections, right? So yeah, what, what are your thoughts there? Yeah, I think uh, there are tons of opportunities, especially with respect to social connections. I mean, as we all know today, in order to, for instance, talk to people, you either have to basically do a phone call or do a, I mean, you, you can send a message or I mean, third thing, what you can do is a video call. Uh, I think uh, I mean, these are great, but I think we have to go to the next level, immersing ourselves in the real world uh, through a virtual experience. I think that's what uh, this um, is going to bring. Uh, for instance, uh, let's take an example of Facebook. In order to send a message, you probably will use a messenger and you have to wait for the person to send back. Versus uh, when you have a virtual uh, reality environment, and then everything is happening real time and you are basically in kind of uh, in the space i mean where you feel like you are directly talking to the person and you're getting the responses real time so i think that's a different kind of enhanced way of communicating with people yeah so maybe uh, getting together with all the people around the world right like maybe we all all, all the people in vit's plan for a, a get together and you know it's not necessary that we uh, come to the same place but maybe experience and look at people's expressions and see the way they communicate in the in a virtual world exactly at some point right think of alumni meets right so today it's so difficult to organize a, a virtual sorry virtual not virtual i mean a, a physical alumni meet when everyone is located in different countries different states different cities it's so tough uh, versus uh, probably this is very easy to achieve once we have a metaverse like environment where we can bring all the folks together and chill out. 
Yeah, that's right. And also, right, yeah, people can argue saying that, yeah, now you can set up a Google Hangout, right? But I think it's just limited to the people close circle we know. So it's not like, okay, all the alumni come in and maybe we um, uh, come in to uh, say uh, encounter a person who you haven't met for 10 years and you're like, okay, hey, how are you? I know what you're doing and all of that stuff. I think that kind of chats and all of that would uh you know be enhanced and people can connect more right the social connection uh aspect also helps in that piece exactly yep yeah, that's right yeah and uh the next one is i think this is also a very big thing right entertainment so in entertainment now right if you want to watch a uh, movie you go to a theater but uh you know when all the lo- lockdown happened uh what were you doing right like you were watching movies and consuming entertainment and all of the content inside the house itself without your friends with you right so maybe this could be turn out something where okay you're sitting uh with a friend in in a metaverse and you know you can see how he laughs i think uh that brings in all the vibe right like i go to the theater because you can have fun laugh you know enjoy with together it, that it brings in that experience when you're uh, staying apart i would say so yeah what do you say No, exactly i hate watching movies alone i mean i always have like friends or my family along with me i think uh, having this metaverse kind of environment really helps like okay you know that you the, you have someone uh, with you i mean uh, while you watching the movie i think it's probably kind of creating that more interactive experience uh, when you really like something in the movie just to discuss and all that stuff yeah this is uh, always i mean it may not be always possible to go to a theater i mean as you said in this uh, kind of pandemic kind of situation and and also like maybe scenarios like if you want to watch cricket in a stadium uh, how many times have i watched like two or three times max right not more than that so if i would maybe if i'm able to experience the same because the euphoria and the energy in the stadium is different than uh, uh, what you watch in the tv right uh, and also in the stadium you might not actually get the complete view of what's happening at the match but i think you go there for the energy and all of that stuff and if you are able to experience that i would definitely want to have more and more of the, those experiences where i'll experience that um, uh, in stadium experience right definitely because it's not i mean i mean a lot of times it becomes very hard to even get like tickets to go see an in person and that's where i think metaverse also comes into picture where it really helps to solve that kind of uh, problem where i mean you may not be it may not be exactly like in person but it will be very close to that in person experience and you're not disappointed yeah and um um man, yeah i hope uh, <laughs> uh did you watch the match yesterday <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah and I, i was hoping that uh, we we could have won that so much of hard work and so much of runs but yeah i think the 20s are more of a one day thing <laughs> right yep. yeah uh, the day how it's it's as good as the performance you do that day rather than how you perform the whole tournament right it can yeah, go either way it's a funny game so anything can happen any day and any team can beat any other team i think we were good earlier but i think yesterday it was not our day i think it was very disappointing day i mean i watched whole match all night <laughs> yeah. like that's why you might see my retiring like, face now but yeah and that's the determination yeah, like you watched the match whole night but you're to be be recording a podcast tonight exactly <laughs> yeah I mean, yeah okay you know. podcast yep. 
that's right like keeping that aside and maybe jumping the next use case also i think this is also pretty popular use case and i i feel that this could be a use case where people will start adapting more and more of the uh, metaverse which is gaming right so i think those are early adopters in whatever technology you see right like phones or pcs and all of that gaming industry is big so i see that when there are more and more people creating really good immersive um, games people wouldn't even think of buying those 1500 headsets and they would want to basically get in and you know buy those games mm-hmm. and also with uh, all the streaming apps like twitch going big you never know right people could stream something that's they are playing in a metaverse yeah. your thoughts no definitely i think there's a lot of scope especially in the game um, i mean i mean as you know i think uh, the popular ones we currently already have is the uh, sony playstation plus uh, the xbox who have been kind of revolutionizing this gaming space uh, i think um, they have been coming up with very like interesting technology games and i think i'm sure they will also come up with the um, similar concepts because i think that's the future for instance a lot of games like for instance take counter strike which is kind of a group game which makes more sense and probably more appealing when you play in a virtual reality environment versus just playing at home and your friend is at a different place so i think there's a lot of potential there and scope for across this um, so i'm sure microsoft and sony and all these different companies are thinking about this yeah and um, also these uh, uh, meme videos right where you see people wearing headsets and banging over tvs and hitting people <laughs> right <laughs> that's a problem you know this industry has to solve too <laughs> uh, definitely i think we have to come up with various other ways as well and how you can immerse in that experience for instance today the only way you can do i mean not have a good experience is through headsets but as you earlier said we cannot stay with a headset for a long time i mean uh, so how do you for instance how do you come up with a kind of a monitor or a tv which directly comes up with that experience and you feel that so without having even a headset i know it's tough but how can we think like be more innovative around that so it's less friction for customers and they can directly experience without any hassle of wearing it for a long time and all that stuff okay yeah so let's move on to the next one srinath so about fitness right like your thoughts yeah no fitness is another uh, very uh, good use case for instance um, i mean there are a lot of popular group uh, classes right for instance a lot of people would like to do group yoga or any g- group like any kind of um, like any kind of group activity for instance uh, if it's a group uh, swimming class or it's a group i mean xxx class so for all that stuff uh, i think a um, lot of times probably people may be lazy to go to gym oh uh, to drive another 20 minutes and doing a gym for 40 minutes and again have to come 20 minutes and all that stuff so with kind of taking this experience to fitness as well will really help the people because few people may be bored doing the gym alone i mean you take myself i'm bored doing gym myself i feel like lazy whereas if i have a friend with me coming along then i enjoy it more because i have like i feel like there's someone with me as well um, i mean accomplishing that goal 
So yes, fitness is another valid use case and there's a lot of scope, especially where you have these group kind of classes and interaction or personal coach and all that stuff. So yes. Yeah, personal coach reminds me of a thing like so I'm a big fan of Peloton. I have a Peloton treadmill at home. So Peloton actually offers uh, in-person classes. You can actually register for that and there's a coach who comes in uh for and teaches all the pers- uh, people who are online. So, you know, when you actually go into those classes, right? The coach comes and calls your name sometimes saying, "Okay, you had 100 runs today and all of that." And there's also people who are doing high fives, encouraging other people. So, I think, you know, that social aspect actually motivates you more than you doing alone. So, imagine taking that case and um, putting it in the metaverse where you have people around you, like there's other person who's working really hard and you want to basically compete with them and you know work more harder so i think fitness would also be a really good space to be at but again in technological challenges i wouldn't want to work out with the heavy headset on me right so if it's really lighter i maybe want to work out with a set of friends which i would want to uh, hang out with exactly okay so another use case commerce so being a previous amazon employee what do you think how can we uh, do commerce e-commerce in uh virtual world yeah so i think uh, this is this is another interesting use case so i know a lot of people wanted to go i mean shopping with friends not alone so i mean they can maybe ask their opinions about uh, how that looks on them and all that stuff i think with this uh, virtual reality experience especially in the e-commerce world i think uh, it helps solve that use case when especially during holidays right everyone wants to do shopping and uh, they may want to see what that looks like in like when you directly involve in a real uh, like a virtual environment for instance today it's like very static right so if you want to go and buy something in an xxx e-commerce website you basically just search for that and select and there is no kind of an interactive experience uh, how that looks on probably on you or I mean, more like in a kind of interactive experience, which probably is missing today, um, like how this looks on you and versus just adding it to cart and then experiencing it after it's delivered versus Metaverse helps solve the problem of experiencing it before, then you place an order so you are more happy and you can avoid all the returns. Yeah, that's right. So uh, there's, there's a lot of times I order something and, you know, then see that it's not a fit or it's not the right size and you know give it back because i think it doesn't appear the same in the pictures as you perceive it in the real world so that's one use case and also when i was like uh, buying furniture for my house right i was sending pictures to my parents and all of that stuff so maybe if the metaverse existed i would have called them and you know we all would have gone to the house to put furniture to pick which one is the best and all of that so that's a really uh, good way of looking at that too right so yeah man exactly. it's, it's in- interesting uh, interesting use case so yeah, let's maybe dive into the last use case. It's it's also very interesting. And um, I think it's more relevant now. Work, right? Doing work in the metaverse. Because uh, after the pandemic, I never expected I, that, you know, you'll be working from home. Before, I, I, I used to work and I used to travel like two hours every day for close to seven, seven and a half years. And uh, pandemic changed everything. From then onwards, I've been working from home, right? I never expected that I'll be spending so much time at home. But I also feel that there's this human connection that I'm missing where, you know, you bump up 
into a colleague and you know have that watercolor conversation or you know talk to a colleague regarding something right you're missing all of those conversations even though um going to office one or two days is you know you uh when there's no one there it doesn't make uh, that much of a difference right but when there are people who you want to hang around or have those conversations i think there's more personal connection so i feel that work could be a really big use case if uh people want to uh be in the metaverse but definitely right there are also side effects where people wouldn't for, want to wear a headset for the whole day your thoughts no 100% i think this is extremely going to be very important uh, in future as remote probably is going to be there it's not going to go anywhere i think a lot of people are currently working in remote especially that kind of uh, interactive experience like take an example right if you are a product manager then you would like to do a lot of whiteboarding and do, during that whiteboarding you would basically uh, need other people's thoughts as well uh, which becomes a little hard in executing even in a zoom call versus in a virtual environment where you will feel that presence uh, as well as the presence of others then you will feel like you're probably in a more like an office environment so yes 100% valid i think it solves a number of different challenges especially for people who work with various number of people it becomes uh, pretty easy uh, when you have that kind of environment versus a zoom call or even like take a chat and i mean take any example of a chat tool like even slack right even though there are multiple options like for example in slack you have channels um example but i mean i would say the in person experience uh, the virtual reality experience outweighs any of this other offline uh, communications yeah and also especially right before workshop workshops were you know when you're in person workshops right you try to do ideation sessions or solutioning sessions like you have a group of people thinking moving stickies around and all of that brainstorming right but you know there's miro but it's very difficult to have that feel right exactly. uh, even though everybody's on camera but when you are can have that feeling where multiple people in multiple different locations can come together i think it's it's really collaborative and more productive and you know you can come out with really really good solutions if you do that so yeah i'm looking forward you know if that actually ha- happens in my lifetime where i work <laughs> yeah. yeah i think it's going to be beneficial to a lot of working people especially um in the remote remote employees i think who are permanent remote i think i i feel some of the people are already feeling like oh i'm missing the office experience i need to go to office but even if i go to office there's no one in the office uh, right now because everyone comes in a different day schedule and all that stuff versus uh, having this virtual experience i think brings probably more adoption i think it helps solve that problem as well yeah that's good so a lot of different use cases renaud so we have discussed you know technological challenges use cases and maybe let's take a quick look at the finances of things right so uh, i have put together some numbers and try to let's see if it makes sense for meta or any other company to invest so much or what would be the variables to reach to that point where this creating a metaverse or a headset would be profitable uh so uh, when you look at the number of users who are buying headsets uh in 2019 it's it has been 11 million 2020 it's it has been 14 million you know 2021 16 and it's it's growing over a rate of 14% every year and maybe for 2024 you might uh, 
get to a point where it is 34 million. So that's the number of people uh, uh, users who are using it. And um, I was also looking at uh, how much uh, Facebook was earning per user, revenue per user, right? Looks like it is, you know, in the US, it's it's like 50, in some Europe, it's 16, and some other countries, that's different. But on an average, it's close to $10 or something where they earn per user. So let's maybe put that numbers and see like how many users should Facebook get if it has to recoup all of its investments into metaverse. But there could be very so many variables into this. This is just my guesstimate or blind guess here. So uh, let's assume that there are close to 10 million users in 2022. And I did a 14% year over year increase in the number of users. And by 2030, if that's the case, there'll be just 30 million users using um, the headsets um, and uh, the revenue is close to 300 million. Uh, definitely that's not feasible, right? <laughs> uh, looking at uh, Meta's investment, they're like putting 10 billion every year. So that's like 100 billion, putting in 100 billion and, you know, looking at those numbers. I think that's not, uh, 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 you know, feasible at this point. But let's maybe take another, this was a very conservative approach. Uh, the the next one was basically putting a uh, 60% year over year growth in the number of users of the people buying headsets. If let's assume that the technology gets better and better, there are more people uh, drawn towards some of these use cases. And there are also a lot of developers developing applications and making it easier, easier for things. So that makes it more appealing and it'll, the number of users grows over 60, 60% year over year. If that is the case, uh, I think by end of 2030, there'll be close to 800 to 900 million people using metaverse. And when we look at $10 per user, it's close to eight, eight, eight to 10 billion revenue. And hundred billion putting in hundred billion in R and D and getting eight to ten billion and uh, is it viable? Not sure. But I think uh, the revenue per customer also would increase. The consumer spending would also increase over time. So there are a lot of variables where you know you'll have use cases where uh, you know even organizations would come in for the work side of things and pitch in more money, right? Like per users, and there yeah. could be subscriptions and there could be multiple sources of revenue that. Uh, maybe Meta or some other company could develop. So overall, I'd say looking at pure numbers, and it's not the right way maybe also uh, uh, to predict what the number of users or revenue would be. But I'd say there needs to be a lot of overhaul or a lot of different revenue sources that has to come in to yeah. make this a reality and you know make this more profitable. Your thoughts? Yep. Yeah, no, definitely. I think uh, it's a very uh, complex space. Uh, and I think... Uh, taking that technology uh, to people and making sense out of it to the people is extremely important in order to drive more users and more revenue. I think companies need to figure out various other revenue opportunities. For instance, how do we, for instance, uh, you can figure out showing ads, uh, for instance, if you are participating in a musical concert in a virtual environment, I mean, you can need to think about how do you sell that virtual environment space for various ads right so there are various other things that uh, these companies should look into and also i think the companies also need to emphasize uh, the use cases the importance of that and i don't think many uh, people uh, i mean around i mean maybe uh, in like uh, popular cities are aware 
but uh, how would I take that to tier two, tier three cities and educate people about this? I think the adoption probably is pretty low there. We need to emphasize and train people and what this solves, why it's important and what it solves. Uh, so yeah, there are various other things that uh, the companies uh, should think about. Last but not least, the companies also should need to think about uh, what are the other ways that we can experience this virtual environment. For instance, today, in order to purchase a virtual reality headset, a uh, basic one costs at least like close to 500 bucks. Um, and an expensive one costs like close to 1500 bucks, which is both I feel are pretty expensive. Um, and we need to figure out what are the other ways that we could show uh, because it's not the revenue is just not coming only from headsets, right? So we should, as we discussed, we should think about alternative ways of generating that revenue. Uh, for instance, like if you get this revenue through ads or like through kind of any posts, right? That way you are getting the revenue from there. So how can I reduce this, give them a kind of, of a way to view that and make this cheaper and try to get revenue from alternative sources. That way they're not just relying on the, like on the money from the devices. Yeah, perfect. And my biggest takeaways are, I feel that, uh, you know, uh, looking at the technological sol uh, challenges and solving them, that was the, the first one. Reducing the price of the headset would be the second one. Or maybe increasing the value which the headset provides so that people can justify the cost of it rather than just having it and playing one or two games in it. And uh, the third one is also the battery life, right? Making sure it, the, the battery life is similar to a phone or something like that. So these the, these are the technological and uh, uh, financial challenges. And there's also ecosystem challenges where more and more people come in to develop APIs, applications, and you know making the platform more smooth and more uh, lucrative. Uh, and also I'd say uh, more and more companies trying to solve for any of these things. Yeah, yeah. so I'd say these are the three biggest takeaways and uh, great session, Srinath. So, uh, yeah, let's uh, maybe wrap it up here. Thanks, everybody. Awesome. Yeah, thanks, Siddhu.